Welcome to The Land of Aru, a fan cast of Carcerum the Series, presented by the American Council for the Blind, Sunday edition with Anthony, and supported by Shane Salk Productions. Welcome, welcome, welcome to In the Land of Aru. This is a Carcerum fan cast presented to you by Sunday edition with your host, Anthony Corona and Shane Salk Productions. Shane is also here. Say hey, Shane. Hey, Shane. <laughs> that is an old joke, but a good one. Shane may sound a little bit different to you to you this evening. He is battling a little bit of a coldish kind of thing. The dreaded, dreaded. Thank you for getting out of bed and being with us, even though you may be feeling a little under the weather. Wouldn't have missed it. Wouldn't have missed it. <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Awesome. All right. So we left off in a pretty... Um, well, interesting space last week. Um, they are heading right towards the gates of Carcerum after, unfortunately, losing Estin. And there is hundreds of thousands of dead things guarding the city. So it's going to be an interesting episode this week. If, if, I, if I'm guessing... You know, <laughs> based upon past episodes, I'm guessing you're going to do something that's going to throw us for a loop. Uh, if I remember correctly, this new episode is actually just a, a rerun of an old Phidias and Ferb episode. I think that's... <laughs> Was there really um, three for a loop in this one? Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready to run that, uh, run that episode? I'm ready. To listen to this week's Carcerum episode... Click the link in the description. Well, okay. They got there. That, um, that was kind of exciting. Um, it, it, it had a, a good kind of pacing to it. We had the first half and then the whole second half. And, and um, I got to say, I was on the edge of my seat. And, and of course, we always hear, stay tuned for scenes right at the moment where I want to know, okay, what's next? Right. Of course. That's how we get you to come back next week. <laughs> so tell us shane who is our guest this evening so our guest today is tyler rhodes who plays ivan the uh crazy male sounding um dark guardian sort of folk that we hear uh we heard him talking to his sisters or his family in earlier episodes we heard him in the flashback and we heard something today so uh he is a he's been a voiceover actor for years and years and out of all the people that i know and who are on this show he does more different things than most of them and he does them at a very high level <laughs> he, he's he's an amazing actor uh he he's directed voiceovers video game uh or uh commercials um he's did a lot of work with in dubbing uh and major video games so he's somebody who uh you know because of tyler i have there's a good chance that because of tyler i am as successful as i am now so for the rest of my life i have to be thankful to him so that's going to be a lot of birthday cards <laughs> well but, Tyler Welcome Rhodes. to the show, Tyler. Hey, thank you very much, Shane. Uh, I thought you were going to say because of Tyler, I have 
COVID-19. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should think, have. That would have been funnier. Uh, you were thinking it. I could uh, um, uh, No, uh, thank you. Thank you, uh, Anthony. Thank you, Shane, for uh, having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. So I want to take a little bit of a different tact to tonight's interview. Um, you know, I do always ask, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, give it to us this way. What's the Reader's Digest version of you getting into your career and highlights of your career and where you are now? Ooh, okay. Um, uh, so um, I've got a background in theater. Uh, I've, I've been an actor uh, from a, a very young age um, uh, because it was the only thing that I was good at as a kid. Uh, so I did a lot of, a lot of uh, children's theater, community theater, uh, theater all through school. Uh, I got a, a degree in uh, of, uh, theater performance um, uh, and then uh, moved out here to uh, to LA to uh, pursue that. Um, did a bunch of on-camera uh, stuff or tried to do a bunch of on-camera stuff for a while. Um, uh, had a little kind of a hard time uh, uh, catching traction. That is a, a very brutal world, uh, the on-camera world. And uh, got, a little, got a little discouraged about it all. Uh, but I had a friend, um, uh, someone who I think you may have spoken to previously. Uh, 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 Ike Amadi uh, is a, a, a good buddy of mm. mine. Um, uh, and he had just uh, booked a big, uh, I think it was a Denny's commercial or something like that, voiceover. Uh, and I thought, okay, well, uh, shit, if EK can do, oh, pardon me, I, I curse like a sailor. Uh, if that is a problem, I can, uh, I can. Uh, let me try to mitigate myself. But um, uh, maybe just a tad. <laughs> maybe a tad. Um, uh, I thought, I thought to myself, we did um, talk to EK uh, a while ago, like episode yes. six or eight. He was. Uh, in the Con Conrad in the like sixth episode back at the Borloff killed him and had to bring him in. So that was a yeah. long time yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. a good conversation though. Yes. He's a, he's a good buddy and uh, a, a fantastic actor in his own right. Um, uh, we used to attend uh, barbecues from, for uh, some mutual friends. Uh, and so I just, I said, EK, tell me about this, about this voiceover thing. Uh, you know, where do I go? What do I do? He uh, recommended, um, uh, he actually recommended Bill Holmes uh, <laughs> uh, as a uh, person to study with, uh, uh, kind of a, a foot in the door. Uh, Bill and I became almost immediately simpatico um uh i recognized really quickly that i like this guy i like the way he does things uh and i figured if i if i stuck around and and you know went to lunch and bought tequila enough for this guy that i might learn a thing or two so uh i hung around with bill for a while uh he's been uh, very kind to me uh, a great mentor and a great friend in voiceover um uh, I interned at his studio as a director for some commercial casting um, uh, uh, stuff. I've uh, branched out on my own from there uh, to teach classes uh, uh, independently. Uh, I do some coaching, uh, uh, cutting demos, that kind of thing. Uh, I freelanced at a place called The Voicecaster in uh mm. in uh there in uh burbank uh which is a big commercial casting house uh parlayed that into uh, uh, uh through various networks uh starting to um uh, direct for uh, uh 
dubbing uh, projects, localization projects for Netflix uh, through a couple of different uh, post-production houses in town. Parlayed that into some video game directing, which is what I kind of currently find myself doing a lot of these days. Um, and all, all all the while, um, uh, you know, trying to foster and uh, grow my my acting career um, uh, as I as I go along. Hey, I I'm I'm a you know multitasking, jumping from project to project kind of person. So I, I've got mad respect for <laughs> this level. Where, <laughs> Where's your creative heart and where's your fun heart? Man, it's it's all storytelling, right? That's such a and that's such a hackneyed uh, kind of response, but that's that's what I really get a charge out of. Um, uh, I don't really care what side of the mic I'm on. Uh, uh, you know, I, it, it doesn't really matter how I'm engaged in it. I, I just want to be engaged in storytelling. Um, uh, that is, uh, that's what gets me up, uh, you know, uh, every, every day out of bed. So, um, uh, that, the, the answer to both of those questions, I think is that, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's where I'm most engaged professionally and, and where uh, I personally have the most fun. So I'm going to get to car serum in a while, but, um, you're the first person that we've spoken to that, is um you know into video game direction and i think you know um our our community we're blind and low vision we're fascinated by video games of all elks and the ones that are becoming adaptable for us are, are becoming very very popular but um can you can you kind of talk us through i mean it must be so different from trying to direct an, an episode of anime or an episode of a sitcom what, what is what is a director's role in a video game yeah, you know, it, it works. Um, uh, uh, it, similarities and differences, right? Um, uh, as a director uh, in the voiceover world, at least, I, I, my, my whole thing is, um, I, I, I take in as much about uh, uh, as much knowledge, as much information uh, about a project as I can. Um, uh, and then, you know, uh, it's, it really is a collaboration with the, with the writers. Um, they, they do all of the building, all of the world building, all of the structure. They, they, they put everything in place for me. And then my job is just to explore that as much as possible, uh, find all the little hidden corners uh, and present it to uh, our actors uh, in a way that, uh, you know, can help them um, – uh, can can help them kind of immerse themselves in in whatever the scenario is, of uh, uh, you know uh, paint pictures in their heads, uh, uh, build the world around them, and uh, uh, you know uh, then once once that work is done, it really is just trying to keep things as reactive as possible, right? I'll I'll feed a line to an actor, uh, I'll give them way more information about a scene than they need, um, uh, you know. To try to put them uh, in 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 a place in a room uh, with uh, with people around them. Uh, give them all of the information they can take to uh, have things to react off of. Uh, and and then and then my job is just to move down a script, move from line to line, uh, and uh, set up those little reactive moments uh, uh, to 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 happen. 
Does that answer so, your question? <laughs> it does. And it, it, it leads me to, so are you immersed in the world or are you kind of hitting off a bunch of checkpoints on an internal like checklist? Man, it just depends. Um, there are scripts and then there are scripts. Uh, uh, the video game world, uh, the, 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 the dubbing world, by the way, as well. Uh, I kind of think everything uh, in in entertainment works really quickly, right? It's just really, really fast paced. Um, so, you know, as as much information as I can get from that origin point, from from the writer, from the narrative designer, uh, from the the production company, uh, as possible. That's great uh, because I don't have to question any of that, right? That that's all set in stone. Uh, they they are they are the the creators. Um, uh, now you know sometimes that's available and sometimes that's not, uh, or, or sometimes it's available but only to a, an extent. And my, my job then is to understand contextually what's going on uh, and fill in those blanks. Uh, to the best of my ability, and I, you know, I've I've got a lot of, I mentioned I have a background in theater. Uh, a, a lot of my professional life has been dedicated to taking scripts and breaking them down into information very quickly uh, and very specifically um, uh, as much as possible. So that's uh, that's kind of what I do there. So it's 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 a little bit of both. Um, I try never to let my own ideas of something get in the way. Uh, I think that's the antithesis of, of collaboration. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a video game project right now um, uh, with an actor uh, frequently uh, uh, who's coming in. He's got a, a, a big part, lots of lines. And um, this actor makes very he, he makes very big swings, very different choices uh, uh, at, at things than I would make as a director, uh, than I would make as an actor, than I would make as a person, right? Um, uh, but filtered through his point of view uh, and through the way he's approached this character, uh, uh, it, is, it, is all, it is all so truthful, it's all so honest, and it all plays so well. Uh, that it's it's really a joy to me uh, to to hear him make choices uh, uh, to 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 you know be in a in a session with him and, and to see him make a choice that is so different than anything I, I had in my head uh, and it's really important to me uh, to make sure that 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 collaboration is honored right so yeah I've got a checklist yeah I got things in my head uh, you know the way I read them the way I see them but uh, uh, it's it's very important to remain open to uh, to that collaborative spirit, at least for me and the way I like to work. Cool. I'm I my primary um, passion and and form of employment is writing, and a lot of times a story will start dictating itself. Almost what I thought I was writing in the beginning is maybe not nothing to do with how it ends up turning out, but turns a lot of different corners that I never would have anticipated before I sat down and started writing. And aren't those the most exciting moments, right? When, yeah. when, when this thing that you thought you knew, you, you thought you knew something about opens up and shows you a different side. Yeah. And it's, it starts almost having a life of its own. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. That's, that's the good stuff.
So let's let's talk Bill and Shane first, and then we'll go to the car serum. You mentioned, you know, that you first took classes with with Bill and and hey, Anthony. You do... Yeah. Sorry, before you move on, Tyler, can you talk to them a little bit about how much information you're given before you direct them? Because I don't um, when I would think when I would think of video games, you don't necessarily think of all of these characters that you're doing and as the director, you know, what information you're actually given, because I think it actually leads pretty well into what we do with Carcerum in terms of, you know, uh, theater of the mind of the imagination, because you're not given a lot of information, but when they, but the stuff that you get works with almost all of this stuff that it ends up being. Yeah. Right. No, that's absolutely right. Yeah, you know, it, it is um, uh, we're we're limited to, uh, you know, t- a typical script is going to have, you know, uh, line numbers that you that you roll down on, um, uh, you know, it's got uh, who's speaking uh, character name. Um, there's usually a ton of proprietary information, you know, file names uh, uh, uh you know uh, things that the the, the client's going to use to to locate that file when it gets turned uh, turned over all, all all sorts of um uh, administrative mumbo jumbo and then there's then there's the line uh that the actor is going to say um sometimes you'll get uh if if it's a game that's big enough to be broken into like quest lines, things like that, you'll get that information uh, in there. Uh, you know, okay, well, this is uh, the, this is you know the, that particular quest line. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, and then sometimes there'll be a column for you know notes from the client. The writer can say, you know, hey, this is in reference to this. Sometimes you'll get a, a the line before, um, uh, so you know where you're coming from, or the line after, so you know where you're coming from. Uh, but you know, the, sometimes you don't get any of that. Sometimes it's just you know, it's just the line. And uh, you mentioned theater of the imagination, Shane. Uh, that's I mean, that's that's my day to day. That that's that's what I do. Uh, it is uh, you know contextualizing and putting all of that stuff. Because look. If if it's a battle scene, right, and uh, 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 you know we're we're in the middle of a firefight, we're about to push forward, and you know the line is "Go get them." Uh, anybody can say "Go get them." Uh, and sound you know reasonably convincing, uh, uh, you know screaming over a bunch of gunfire. But uh, it's it's all the stuff that's going on around that line you know i i i try to to build out the battlefield tell them how many people are there where they are in relation give spatial relationships right um who's hurt uh how hurt are they what just happened uh you know you 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 really try to build out these scenes um uh uh you know, in 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 your mind's eye as much as possible, uh, and then uh, and then feed that to the actor, uh, so so they can immerse themselves in that same world. And once we're all in the same world playing together, then uh, you know, then then things can really take off. I just really think it's interesting and important to point out that, um, you know, I have the the benefit of hearing Tyler direct because uh, we'll be engineering some of the stuff that he does, and. Um, he'll paint this big world like, like you know, here's the soldiers and all these things. Or okay, you come along, uh, the the line is something like, 
help. And Tyler will say, okay, so this time uh, we're in an alley and you see somebody, you know, getting mugged. Or don't, okay, don't tell them about the alley, Shane. Oh, the alleys, that's a trade secret. <laughs> that's a trade secret. Okay, I'll tell you that he'll do that. <laughs> or you'll be in a you'll be a you know in a store and you just need someone, you know, need someone's attention. Um, but none of that, like all of those worlds that Tyler's painting, because somebody asked me afterwards, like, oh, where is this alley gonna be in the game? And I'm like, oh, that's not in the game. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Tyler no. will literally create worlds to tell these actors to put them in a space so they so we get some performance of a certain type and i do that shane because that's how i like to be directed as an actor you know absolutely it's brilliant that's just that's that you know that's that's where where it comes from is it's so much it's so much more fun to to play pretend like that than to just yeah. you know walk into a, a a sound studio and say all right well we got some combat parks here let's yeah. you know well, give me an abc and I mean, and as an actor like my point is i mean it's brilliant and it gets and then again you don't know where in the game that's actually going to happen uh the actors don't know that they're you're not giving them you know point for point what is happening in the game um but i think per aspiring actor and stuff, I think it's a great lesson because your job and that you're very good at is literally to take a script with no information and make up a bunch of information. So that's that's what you should do during your auditions every time. As an actor, actors who come in with a lot of questions is great. It's amazing. But at the end of the day, it could be like, I don't know. And I need you to make it up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah no and 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 to the point that i was saying earlier you know all of that um all of that's in your script all of it is is in those words it's it's not yes it's me making you know making it up and 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 taking plenty of artistic liberties to paint those pictures but uh it's all it's all directed at you know, uh, again, analyzing really quickly what is what's actually going on here, uh, and then you know, once once you know what's happening, what's actually happening, and why that is happening, you can fill it in with any number of scenarios, uh, uh, and it, and it all rings truthful, <clears throat> right? Yeah, and you know, I, I think you know the public at large probably imagines that it's more scene based. You know, that you'll get, you know, uh, snippets from the game that are actually happening so that you're kind of mouthing it with a character, which is not the case whatsoever. You're you have to build that scene to the the actor to pull out the sound that you need for the lines that they're that they're recording. Yeah, I mean, oftentimes, you know, I, and again, it just depends, uh, you know, a lot of times if it's one of these, you know, bigger, more kind of narratively rich uh, cinematic type games that uh, I mean, they're you know, my goodness, there are some just amazing, there's some amazing storytelling being done in games these days, uh, and uh, uh, so you know uh, those those games you, you will get uh, you will get scenes you'll get chunks, um, uh, or uh, or or at least you'll get information that kind of uh, again kind of directs you to well this is this is during this you know little section of action or or whatever but. To your point, Anthony, a lot of times it's not like that. <laughs> a lot of times it's just, you know, 
48 lines in an Excel spreadsheet and uh, uh, we need you to get them done in the next hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it uh, uh, depends project to project, but, uh, you know, but the work is always the same. So I like how Shane jumped in there and I have a feeling that he's building towards something. So Jane, uh, Shane, um, bridge us now to Carcerum with your next question. Oh. Well, I was just thinking that the, the cor correlation, because what Tyler does is, you know, make these pictures in his head. So, Tyler, what, when, you know, do you see the, do you see a, a I, I find that uh, when I listen to you direct, I find that there's a huge kind of Mickey Mouse chart for audio drop, because I feel like you direct it very much, very similarly to how we thought about it. Have you, did you ever consider that? Yeah, you know, um, uh, that's funny that you mentioned that. No, I, I guess I hadn't put it in terms like that, but you know, even, even more than, well, I don't know. I don't know, Shane. Uh, the, the genres are, I, I kind of always think that it doesn't matter what genre you're working in, what medium you're working in, that that this this stuff all kind of translates and and is the same no matter what. And uh, I, I think one of the reasons that that correlation exists is because of. Oh man, I'm just I'm I'm heaping praise on the guy, and I'm I, I'm I'm gonna regret it, but it's it's because of Bill, um uh and and you and uh and the 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 way you guys approach creative projects and collaboration is just very simpatico. It's very similar to the way I do. I, I think philosophically we're kind of aligned, uh and so I uh, you know I'm not surprised to hear you say that you caught you know, or, or that you catch um, uh, similarities there. Cause uh, I, I agree. I think, I, I think we, we approach things very similarly. It's all about, it's all about vividly creating down to the, 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 the smallest detail possible. Uh, what is happening around any given moment. Right. Um, uh, and then, and then, taking the scene from there just for to moment to moment to moment okay now this is happening now that is happening you know uh you're you're outside you jump up on a uh on a on a stump uh you're surrounded by uh you know uh, uh hundreds of your uh best dead buddies uh and uh you're going to sing a song to them and go <laughs> you know um uh so yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know. I, I think the approach is the same. I don't know if that answers your question. I think it kind of does. And even less of a question and more of just like a conversation starter, yeah, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, 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 I do. I, but, uh, but, but uh, again, in, in audio drama, you know, here's, here's the difference, Shane. In audio drama, um, you are, I guess uh, during the sessions, uh, uh, the the work is very much the same. You're doing this for me as the actor, but in audio drama, um, uh, that is the 
that is the only experience uh, that the player is going to have, right? Uh, uh, of of that uh, of of your story. Um, uh, with uh, with video games, uh, there is there's a more interactive quality. Uh, uh, there there are just there are other things going on with video games. So. Uh, you know that style of working is really more between me and the actor than it is me and the audience um uh and i think in audio drama uh there is a direct through line uh from that type of work uh to the to the final product and uh, the experience uh, uh of that product that the the audience is going to have interesting all right. And that actually fits perfectly in with what I want to ask. So um, it, it, knowing the, the different styles of direction that you're working in and knowing that primarily you're working, you know, with voice, whereas Shane has a more global, you know, um, building the world, building the audio and, and so on and so forth, the layering of it. I, I've been fascinated for, for most of the series at this point with the idea of how do you find that that space where it's just enough? Because I would imagine in trying to build an audio world where there is, there is, and I come from this from a person who had sight up until six years ago. So trying to build a world that is so rich, that is so immersive without any visual, but when is too much? When are you giving too much information where it's not the audience's world anymore? It's completely our world and we're not giving them any choices. I've been fascinated that I haven't found any scene up to this point where that happened, where there was too much and I, and I didn't have my own world going in my head as I was listening. Well, that, you- I mean, that's, that is to the brilliance of, uh, of Shane. Shane said some very nice things about me uh, uh, here tonight and uh, I'll, I'll kick it right back to him here. That, that is, that is editorial brilliance. Um, uh, and that is understanding, I don't know, to me, my observation of it is that that's understanding that um, uh, what Shane is creating is a collaboration between himself as a producer uh, and the audience that is going to experience it, right? Uh, it's it's being egoless uh, and less concerned about uh, about me, me, me and what I want to show. Uh, and being more concerned about opening that that conversation between uh, the, the, the the artist and the the, the audience, um, uh, and I I agree with you. I think Shane is is uh, uh, is very very good at that, um, uh, and uh, I think that is why that is so successful in uh, in Carcerum. And, you know, it's not only in, you know, the big tournament scenes or the fight the fight with Eleusis Notori. It's also in some of the quieter moments sitting around the campfire. Yeah, I, I think I remember thinking um, when they had first uh, captured the wisps and all of that, um, that scene, you know, you heard a crackling. Bra- I heard the branch, you know, like a foot and a half behind me and I'm sitting in bed. As, as we're recording this, um, you know, and I, I just remember thinking like it was just perfect. The atmosphere didn't take away from the the emotion and everything that was going on in the scene and the scene wouldn't have worked 
without the atmosphere. It was just the perfect balance. And it's happened so many times. And I've kind of been consciously looking for, all right, they actually, they, they didn't hit it this one. There's not been a moment where I, I, where I said, yeah, nope, they failed there. That and that is, uh, we we we've talked a lot about video games and interactive media, where the 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 player uh, has a very direct uh, uh, role in the storytelling. Right, that's the audience's role in the storytelling of uh, of of good audio drama of uh, of car serum. Um, uh, you know, it's it's not um, it's not as active. Uh, as as it is in uh, uh, in in video games in in interactive media, but it is kind of an an active form of of listening of immersion, right? Um, uh, uh, that allows the audience member to actually be present uh, in these moments uh, as as an observer, uh, but as a participant. Um, yeah, and and that's I think that's part of what makes Carcerum specifically so special uh, because Shane is, is so dedicated to that idea um, uh, that uh, it, it sets this particular story apart uh, from a lot of other stories that are told in this space. All right. So now tell us your first reactions when, when you heard about the project and then when you found out that they wanted you to play a dark guardian. <laughs> yeah, um, I was, uh, and Shane, you 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 kick in here if uh, uh, if if I get off the rails too much. Um, uh, I was involved uh, fairly early on uh, in. I was lucky enough to be around for some of the pre-production stuff. Um, uh, uh, just to. You know, I would call myself a consultant at best, um, but uh, uh, I was, uh, you know, we, uh, I, I learned uh, a lot about Carcerum. Uh, I got to read some scripts very, very early on in the process. Um, so uh, I was, uh, I was an early adopter, and I was very, very excited from the get-go about Carcerum. Um, uh, it was much later on in the process uh, that they they let me know that they wanted me to play Ivan, and um, uh, I was so excited because it was not it was not the role that I thought I would play uh, if they were going to offer me a role. Um, uh, I did not uh, when I was in my kind of initial reading uh, of of the the scripts i i didn't hear it in my voice um and i was just i look there's nothing better than a bad guy there's nothing better than a bad guy uh out there uh, uh particularly of, of uh, a bad guy with his his own <laughs> innocent is probably too generous a term for what Ivan's got going on, but there is an innocence to him. There is a, 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 a naivete uh, to him um, uh, that I think is endearing in its own way. Um, yeah, no, I, I was I was thrilled. I was very very excited uh, to, uh, to to get to play the role. And I've never asked anyone this, but it's it's one that I think you could answer well. Do you think it would have been a different 
product in a whole, as a whole, if it hadn't been during the pandemic? Oh, man. Production during the pandemic has been wild. Um, I I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, here's the good thing about about uh, what we do in voiceover. You know, uh, as as we sit here over Zoom, um, uh, you know, <laughs> telecommuting and remotely recording ourselves. Uh, this kind of infrastructure has been. Um, uh, has been present in voiceover for years, years and years and years. So I, I think, I think it was kind of uniquely situated to do well, uh, to flourish during the pandemic. Um, uh, I think, God, I, you know, honestly, I'm not sure. It definitely would have been different. I don't know that different means better. Um, uh, I I think maybe maybe easier on the engineers, uh, maybe easier <laughs> on on Shane and Tim having to normalize a bunch of different uh, you know home studios and uh, make sure everything's you know fits within the soundscape of their of of their world. Their editing capability, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> equally. Um, but I I also think you know maybe that opened up opportunities um uh for uh for certain actors or uh you know uh, i don't know certain situations to to happen that may not have happened uh uh in a traditional you got to come into the studio for x amount of time uh kind of world uh shane i don't know you you and i haven't really talked about that aspect of this it it would the the transition from to full like almost fully remote was a challenge for for like car serum was one thing but just the the idea that like hey we have to switch this and switch this now and figure this out now that was the hard part yeah the immediacy of it i can imagine yeah. must have must have spun you for a loop yeah, and we were very lucky for a number of reasons. One is we we knew a lot of these programs, um, and it, it so Source Connect obviously we already had, and then IPDTL Townsend Coleman, who uh, plays Aura's father. I'm sorry, not Aura's father. Uh, Formosa's father um, is a huge promoter of of IPDTL. So we were able to talk to him and figure out how that works. And he was the first one I think we recorded remotely. Um, it, and then it was getting those things into the programs. And and I, the, I we started out one way into another way. And it was, I've, I figured out this very complicated way of doing it until I found a, a much simpler way of doing it. Ah, the Shane Salk method. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was... It, it was using programs that I had and I knew about and all this stuff to make it work. And then finding programs that did it simpler. Once we had, you know, a little bit of money coming in, we're like, Oh, I could get this other program that does just this one thing. I would have programs that did like six different six, things. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'll um, tell you cre yeah. creatively. I think 
I, I don't think you – I have to be careful here. I, I don't yeah. – because I, I, I want to say what I mean, but I, creatively, I think – look, it can be done. Um, uh, it can be done at a very, very high level uh, because you're working with professionals who are very good at what they do, right? Yeah. Um, however, there is – and and I am not an esoteric woo-woo spiritual kind of guy, but there is there is a vibe, there is an energy to yeah. col- collaborating in person, uh, collaborating with people in the studio. Uh, you're you know uh, there there is I don't know there's there's just a, 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 a layer vibe. of energy. There's yeah. a vibe to it, uh, and and you you lose that over a Zoom window i don't Um, think we necessarily got something you don't get something worse at the end of the day necessarily if you're willing to put in that there because there is a little bit of extra energy and work that goes into it it's Um, not as fun though right and that's what i was going to say you lose a lot of the fun yeah having people come into the studio having everyone be there drinks afterwards all that stuff like there are some people that i had a, a friend who somebody i went to college with who i recently saw and doesn't do acting anymore they were a couple years behind me but they realized that the reason that they liked theater and acting to begin with was because they got to hang out with people and once they realized that they're like i don't really have to be an actor to do that i have this other job that i'm going to do now that i do that but that's what they liked about it um and that's something that i love and the collaboration and the being together and and you know with bill literally going into the booth sometimes to like shake people and stuff. And he can't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> you get different performances. It's again, it's not a better or worse in terms. I mean, I, I would like Tyler said, we work with very, very professional high level people who are very, very talented. Um, and I imagine that it can be very different. Cause I know now there are actors that have never experienced in-person directing and, when they are required to go into a theater now or into a studio now or kind of thrown by there are people here. I'm being watched. I don't like this. Um, mm, that's a really good point. Yeah. But, but it's definitely much more fun. And, and, you know, it, it could be that it having everybody there, the energy helps you get through those lines and those scripts a little bit more than staring at your computer screen by yourself. You know, you can't, you're not feeding off of as much energy. I don't know. But I also wonder, you know, and we've spoken about this from a, from a different angle in, in other conversations, you know, some of the, some of the scenes where the, the, you know, it's very dialogue heavy. It's very, um, you know, story moving heavy, maybe even emotionally heavy. I mean, these are like split second editing decisions that have to be made perfectly. You know, would it have been a different experience if there was no pandemic and, you know, you had a more crunch for time because the schedule would have been set and solid and people would have had other projects and, and so on and so forth. Did did having the time to play, so to speak, give you the the ability to to really hone it perfect perfectly? Uh, yes and no, probably. I mean, we were supposed to launch in April and we didn't launch until September. Uh, if we had had to launch in April, it probably w- everything would have suffered. Um, because we, we, by the time we launched in September, uh, 
we had to push because we were still sort of recording episodes as we were, they were coming out. We were recording and editing and all these things. We we're sometimes a couple weeks ahead and sometimes a week ahead. Um, by the time we started putting everything out, we were mostly recorded, I think. Not totally, but it definitely in the second half of it. Um, but we wouldn't do that again because we do have to, you know, depending on your term sacrifice or, or whatever, but, but there also is the fact that the deadline helps you because some, you know, no greater motivator. Yeah. You don't get lost in the mire of a certain perfection. You're trying to, this idea, this striving of the, the idea of perfection, which doesn't exist. Um, Especially when one person says, I really like this. One person said, no, the mix is off or something like that. You're like, well, the mix is off to you, not to me. So if you get into this mire, like you said, of of that, so the deadline can help um, get it done. Because nothing will nothing will stop anything from happening. And more than you saying, if, until it's perfect, I'm not putting it out. Because that's not a thing. So let's throw this back to Ty for a second. Um, do you want to tell folks where they can find you? Any any projects you can talk about? I know most of them you probably can't talk about. Any projects you might want to highlight? Your socials and and um, anything that you want the listeners to know about you? Man, I'm the worst social media person in the business. Um, uh, I, I really – I don't engage much on social media. Um, uh, uh, I got a website. You can you can check out my website, uh, uh, Um uh, As far as projects currently, yeah, everything's under NDA, um, uh, uh, unfortunately. Um, but uh, you know, fun, lots of fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, you look. Uh, you know what? Uh, check me out on. Um, uh, uh, go to uh, crap. Dot TV. Uh, I'm on a bunch of uh, Shane's uh, uh, Shane and Bill's too. little video game or yeah, uh, uh, little game shows. Um, you can usually find me every other Friday night over at Shane's studio uh, having tacos uh, and a drink in my hand. Awesome. Thank you. Shane, any, um, any last questions or comments for, for Ty? No, don't think so. All he's, right. Well, uh, he's good people. I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. And um, I am, I'm anxiously awaiting another week, but I'm, I've stuck to my, I have not cheated one. Shane, are you proud of me? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and there've been a couple of times where I literally had to talk. I was right there, ready to hit like next. And I'm like, no, don't do it. You said you were going to experience it with you. <laughs> All right, folks, I'm going, before I go off on yet another tangent, have a great night. We will be back here next week. Same time, same channel. And uh, Shane, I'll talk to you in a day or two. To listen to this week's Carcerum episode, click the link in the description or search Carcerum, C-A-R-C-E-R-E-M, wherever you get your podcast. This podcast is a recording of a live show presented by the American Council for the Blind and Sunday edition with Anthony. If you would like to be part of the live show, please follow at Carcerum the Series on social media or join the ACB mailing list by sending an email to community 
at acb.org. Also, be sure to check out the podcast, Sunday Edition with Anthony, on your favorite podcasting platform. For more information about Carcerum, go to carcerumtheseries.com.